Hello and welcome to the Fit for Life podcast with your host, Alan Fitton. In this podcast, I will be covering fitness-related subjects and my experiences to do with nutrition, building muscle and weight loss, to name a few, and how, above all, to keep fit for life. Hello and welcome back to the Fit for Life podcast with your host, Alan Fitton. Uh, we've got a guest today. My name's Jake and I am aspiring PE teacher who has a background in health and fitness, physical education and bodybuilding. Yeah. Fantastic. Also, not so much, uh, you're not a big fan of that now, are you? No. <laughs> We're gonna... Quite desensitized to fitness. Yeah, we'll, for we'll a get into that for obvious reasons because it's, it's very in depth, isn't it? Um, so, you just said that you're aspiring PE teacher, you're into physical education um, yeah. and stuff. So, what are you doing at the moment? Um, so, at the moment, I got back from traveling in July, uh, no, May. So, I've been back about two or three months now. So, I'm sort of in like a transitional phase through like, just working with my dad, gardening, sort of counting down the days till I move to Leeds. And from that, I'll be doing my PGCA, which is my teaching qualification. Exciting. Yeah, I can't wait. I bet you can't wait, mate. Um, so let's let's get straight into in-depth and things here. Um, so you've got a massive interest in, obviously, fitness and health, hence to the career path you're going down, what you're starting with, and also your bodybuilding stuff you've done. So so what lit the fire for you? What was what got the cogs turning? What's your, your thing that got you... Um, I think from a young age, I was always pushed into sports by my dad. So I played football, cricket, did a bit of judo. So through that, I was always physically active. And I knew that's sort of what made me happy. And I wanted to try and make a positive impact on like people's lives. So you sort of put the two and two together and you sort of get maybe going into PE teaching. Like I was never particularly great at sports, but yeah. I was at that. Sort of, I'm sort of had that drive to be like better in myself every day. So that's when I fell in love with the gym when I was about 17. About 17, right, okay. Yeah, you'd be like me with sports, really. I had two left feet. I was always like horrendous at sport. Have you always, always been quite from, have you been, always been quite fit? Yeah. In retrospect, quite in shape? Or? Yeah, I was always quite like physical. Like I was always playing in defense, say in football and judo. I was pretty good at it. Yeah. But more from a like, strength sort of like i was fast i was strong whereas i maybe didn't have like the technical abilities of other people in my teams what what, what age did you start getting into judo what was it pardon what, what, what age did you start getting into judo uh, i got into judo when i was 12 years old oh christ oh, okay but i only did it till i was about 15 so i only did one or two competitions but i, I think it sort of built like a foundation of fitness like you know you're rolling on the mats with people two three days a week playing football every day at school at weekends. So sort of develop like a health fitness related sort of components. Yeah, yeah. Taking cool. forward. Oh, well, what, did the, what did a lot of the judo entail? I, I know nothing about judo here. So, um, so the, the floor is yours, mate. Take it away. Let's... So on Wednesdays and Fridays, we'd go down to a church not too far. Uh, do you know where Hillside and Bertel Station is? There's like a church. Yeah. In between on the crossing. Yeah, yeah. So we'd go there, put the mats down, we'd learn different techniques. We'd do something called like randori, which is sort of like sort of sparring. Okay. Like, like yeah, yeah. sparring stood up. So I think for that, it sort of gave me that drive of like, I like being physically active. I like working hard towards something to try and like 
improve she, yourself, like fix exactly. your perspective and stuff like that. Definitely. So to say that was your dad, you say that it came from your dad, did you? Um, I'd say my sporting background, yeah. Not yeah. so much judo, because we had a family friend who was in the police force. Right. In South, in Merseyside Police, and he did judo. So when I was about, yeah, when I was about 12, he got me into it. Oh, cool. And I really enjoyed it, because I'd always been a fan of like wrestling growing up, mixed yeah. martial arts, UFC, stuff like that. So it's quite big in the states, isn't it? Like wrestling is quite quite massive over there. I've, I've think, never done it myself. Like um, but, I know wrestling, well, the sort of wrestling I meant is like the sort of fake stuff, like the WWE. I'm, okay, right, I'm with you. Yeah, no, <laughs> okay. not the actual <laughs> collegiate. But no. I, I know I was into that up until about the ages of like eleven or twelve, okay. and then I sort of moved over when I started judo, watching like mixed martial arts. So like you know UFC, you hear like Conor McGregor, John Jones, etc. Oh, cool. And then you say you got more interested into like the gym and strength training around 17, did you say? Yeah, because, well, I stopped judo, but I still kept playing football and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then sort of like a lot of people in school, like I was picked on for stuff and, you know, you want to stand up to bullies. No, of course, yeah. So I had low self-confidence. So I don't know, just went to the gym, tried to improve my sort of body image for myself. But I used to train at, uh, do you know where the Royal Clifton is? I do, yeah, yeah. It's a very like, it's like a health club, sort of like, it's quite secluded. It's not a proper gym. Right. But I'd say for the first two years of training, I trained there because I was a bit like nervous to do it in front of anyone else. But obviously you build character training and stuff. So you just work up to a level where I was fine to go in a normal gym. Oh, okay. That's cool. Thanks for sharing. I think the gym's intimidating, isn't it? And the thing when you're be. walking into anywhere, you don't know what you're doing and you, you, you back there then you it's very easy for us to say oh, you shouldn't give a shit what everyone else thinks or what, what you do or what you're doing but automatically or you just think oh shit you do care what other people think of you and what's happening so i think you do it that age definitely yeah. in like your teenage years like you go from high school where you've got all your mates you know like rinsing each other just for like insignificant stuff and then it's like i went to birkdale where it's an all boys school then you're trying to impress girls yeah but it's like you sort of go to the gym for other people maybe yeah, when you yeah. start. I know I did, but then as I got into it, I loved it and did it for myself. So you went to Birdo High? Yeah. Ah, oh, ditto. Tough. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. I went there and my uh, my nephews went there too. My, my two nephews oh, go there currently. One's finished. He's just started the RAF actually. Oh. And my other nephew, Hayden, he still goes there as well. Really? Um, but yeah, who's your, who's your, um, your, your PE teacher? PE teacher. Quirky or... Uh, Mr. Quirk. Quirky's still there. Mr. No Fawn. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. A lot of my lecturers know a lot of the PE stuff there. So, like, there's been mixed reviews. Like, a, there's, there's sort of like a hierarchy of who's favoured amongst, like, the physical education community. But Okay. There's one, right. there's one more in me trying to think about in my head. There's Quirky. You went to have Rossi. Rossi but, Thorn. Who? Mr. Thorn. Thorn. No, that's not over there. He went to have Rossi. Rossi was well retired. I reckon. Nah, he was there. Was he? No, yeah, stop he, it. He didn't really teach PE. He was, he was sort of like our careers advisor. Oh, oh really? Yeah. That said, surprises me. He said that I'd be a conveyancer. Really? I couldn't do an office job. <laughs> the idea of being <laughs> right. sat at a computer all day, man. Boring. Yeah. Well, so here's a question then, because uh, this is a big one. Uh, obviously, when you come in, in, in school, you get to see like, your final years and like, like yeah. decide now at the age of 14 what you want to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. What was your decision back then? Well, what did you want to do? What, what was your thought process around then? Oh, I didn't have one. You didn't, you didn't, I was you didn't clueless, know. literally, until I was about 21. Right. When I initially dropped out of uni, I was clueless. Right. I mean, even at, like, college, I did business studies, sociology, and psychology. Right. Which is very different to, like, PA. Right, okay. I found sociology interesting, though, because it's sort of de dealing with, like, society, how people act and stuff. Yeah. But 
Yeah, like I only decided I wanted to go into physical education profession like when I was 21, which oh, is quite okay. late. Yeah, awesome. Well, so what, what, what was the thing that got you to think you wanted to get into physical education? What um, was the, the one thing then? Initially, I did two years at college and then I did a third year in Liverpool Community College where I did like, uh, what did I do? I did like, it was sort of like PE, but it was like sports studies or something. And then I went, I did sports science at uni initially when I was 19, but it was very maths physics orientated and it was a bit academic for me. And then right. I ended up dropping out my second year. So I remember getting a job at Lidl when I, in Southport when I was 21. Right, okay. Sort of thinking this is going to be the rest of my life working really? in retail. I didn't mind it, but it was just like a means to an end. Yeah. And then my girlfriend at the time was like, she was wanted to be an English teacher. She was much like, why don't you be a good PE teacher? Because I'd already ruled out PT and because like, I just didn't have the motivation for that, like to right, okay. say coach clients, for example. So I just applied for PE, did a gap year, saved up a bit of money and then went back at 22. Oh, cool. And then from there, I've just been invested in my studies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. I say ace. So along your journey, obviously what we're going to get, get into now, a bit more into is, is the bodybuilding persona. Because um, you, you did something pretty damn impressive in, in my in my opinion. You, you went at it alone. <laughs> yeah, you full on. I, I, I competed like I think about five or six years ago now. Yeah. I had I had a coach um, who was my backbone and took away all the guesswork for me, which is a great investment. But you 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 went at it alone, which I think is very admirable um, because it's it's a lot to get your head around, as well as obviously as for as I don't know like bodybuilding competition prep of being hungry all the time. Oh, it's all you think about is pretty much food. Where your next meal would come in the train and all the other which we'll get into a bit of. Um, so what what was your fuel to do a bodybuilding show? What was the one thing that, that got you thinking, I want to fucking do this? Right. I'm someone who does things like stupidly, you know, a bit of stupidity impulsively every so often. Yeah. Just I think because I live quite a boring life, like a boring life that sometimes I just do mad things. I'm like, yeah, go on. So I know that I've been training at that point for about eight years. I'm one of my, but I was playing football twice a week, so I was only training about two or three days a week. Right. Um, so one of my mates went wanting to do a bodybuilding competition for a laugh. This is <laughs> in the January, and I went. I was like, "Well, I've got my YouTube channel. I'm doing now." So I was like, "I'm trying to do fitness, it's like semi-informative fitness-based stuff." I was like, "Yeah, go on." Yeah. So I think about 17 weeks out, I decided. I seen a competition. Uh, What's it? W. NBF, I think, yeah, in London. So I was like, yeah, go on, I'll enter. So without having a off-season and having a coach, I just thought, yeah, go on. I'll get in a calorie deficit. I do enough uh, physical activity anyway. Yeah. Let's do a competition. But, yeah, it's a lot harder than you'd think. There's <laughs> a lot more to it than what... I have yeah, a yeah. lot of respect for people that do it. Yeah. I just, I don't think I could do it again because like the sacrifices people make like i didn't do it for money or anything i just i just thought i'd prove to myself that you could do it to an extent yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. You, you, as you'll know yourself you build a lot of like willpower determination you've got to want something so much yeah yeah yeah, yeah. to it's, try to achieve that it's it's hard it is oh. it, 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 it's tough like i think i think the mental aspect of it which we'll get into in a minute i think is, is massive as well um but i think i think like but to do that on your own like at, at the age you were as well i think it's just it's very yeah it's, i it's, mean it's good like you'd be surprised what you can do yeah, as yeah. humans if you put your mind to it and you 
graft for it you can make almost anything happen yeah and i kept, kept seeing you know, in, in everlast and you're getting like small small i was just i had long hair like, as well i was like i was like this guy's getting hungry <laughs> i was like this guy Literally. is really hungry i don't think God. i don't think anyone can compare to the hunger you get towards the end i mean you, you see it on like on youtube and the the influencers you see online on instagram on youtube and it's bigged up to an extent to look like this this incredible amazing thing that you see on like on yeah. youtube and stuff that is like glorified to an extent Being but going abstractly yeah but going through it yourself it's a different kettle of fish it's like you, you are legitimately literally, literally hungry like this I, I don't think up until the last four weeks was too bad what was your first week first weeks like of adjustments um like from the start of the dieting yeah yeah from the, um, so when I you think, first started I, think when I started i was like 196 pounds which right. is like 89 kilo um it was all right because like my calories i started on was about i think 2700 so like every three or four weeks i'd assess where i was i was like initially i was like i'm gonna get down to like 182 mm -hmm. even though my stage weight was like 179 lowest i got was 176 which is like very light for me yeah yeah um it was all right like because being in the football team at university like i did go out drinking like i remember i think i cut out alcohol 13 weeks out right which from anyone that's competed before you know that's quite stupid yeah but i think like like i didn't go over my calories or anything because like it was just a few pints but yeah i'd already hit my protein for the day and then the remainder i was like right i can have this on I can have this from alcohol, which okay. isn't the wisest thing to do. No, but but you cut that from 13 weeks. You stopped doing that from yeah. 13 weeks out. And then I'd say the graph was like last six weeks. Like I remember waking up to go for a wee at like three in the morning, five in the morning, six in the morning, like all the time. Because I was yeah. drinking like five liters of uh, water a day. Christ. Probably more actually when you factor in like coffee, because you know like caffeine suppresses appetite for a... You, so you become Literally. relying on black coffee, don't you? I was trying to keep me ghrelin down. Yeah. And me leptin high. Just yeah. trying to be empty <laughs> all the time. It's cool that you had that education to know that, though. Yeah. Did you, do you know when you did it? Did you ever witness, like, did you ever have, like, salad bowls? Like, one kilo salads? Yeah. But you just lob everything in, yeah. cottage cheese, yeah. and it'd be, like, 400 calories. Yeah. Yeah, because... <laughs> For those that don't know, like when you're trying to restrict calories and lose weight, especially towards the end of, of your prep, when you're getting lighter, therefore you're burning less calories, you don't weigh as much, so therefore yeah. your body's also slowing down too. So fidgeting and simple stuff, you just stop doing like the usual stuff that you do every day. Like you don't realize how many tasks you do every day that burns and secretes calories. Um, because towards the end, that gets hard and gets less and less and less. So each meal you're, you're trying to conserve as many calories as you can so the more you can bulk out each meal to keep you full the better so as what Josh just said jake just said here sorry, sorry. um things like lettuce peppers salad vegetables you bulk out on because you just, you just, you just, you just want to feel full definitely. you just want to feel full and i think i think that for, for me the worst point was definitely the last three weeks that's when it got really strict for me and that was when i literally felt that every meal i wasn't satisfied every meal yeah. you, that thing that's the hardest mental challenge of it you'd finish a meal still be fucking starving what was your lowest your calories one so it was all out of, out of control for me I, I, I actually couldn't say on guesstimation i reckon my calories were down to as low as I reckon that was about 1700 towards the end. Yeah, I was like 1900, and even that was a graft. Yeah. But, but I mean, at, at the end, about, I lost my coach like a few weeks out of my show. Did you? Um, we had a bit of a, a, a tenno kitch and a bit of a, um, a stressful time with that. And I outsourced another coach that was John Eyes. 
Um, he's, he's passed away now. He had COVID, bless him. Um, but he stepped in and helped me in my last few weeks of my show because um, yeah. I was a bit lost. Because obviously, as you can imagine, two weeks out, you're heavily depleted. Your mind's yeah. going west anyway. You don't want the stress, especially if you're like working and stuff as well. Exactly. You lose your coaches. You're like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, what, what do I do here? I'm like, so he stepped in and he helped me with posing. He helped me with the last few weeks on my diet and helped me with like on the, on the show day, carbon up and stuff. And it wasn't perfect because obviously my coaches knew what I should have been on um, and he didn't have as much of an idea. So my show day wasn't perfect. I went in pretty flat really. The next day post show when i i engulfed about 80 quid's worth of papa john's wow. the next day i looked unbelievable Wait, <laughs> i was that, like there's not that video you had on youtube where you yeah. did like yeah seen that a few years ago yeah 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 i was yeah. a mad amount of food but yeah 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 literally the, your hunger is just up there isn't it like man was through the roof as well yeah it's, it's like it's, your body goes i can eat now so we're yeah. going to continue eating, eating, and eating. But literally that day when I woke up the next day, I, my, my veins popping on my abs and everything. I looked full. And I, I was like, the next day I literally said to the person I was with at the time, I said to her, I said, I wish I'd competed today because I looked, I looked so much fuller than what I did the previous day. But it's what, error, it, isn't it? It, it is what it is. I mean, I, I got on stage for the reasons of proving I could do it because I'd been obviously massively overweight. Um, so I got an awful lot of backlash in Southport. Oh, you're not taking steroids, you're not doing this, you're not taking it seriously. Yeah, what's like, that oh, what are you doing? What's that? They don't, couldn't understand the fact that I wanted to get on stage to prove that I could do it for myself. Yeah, but you still want to be here in 20, 30 years' time, don't you? Oh, exactly. Exactly. Like, you exactly. don't want to cut the cut your life short just to look, be a little bit bigger, a little bit leaner. Just get on stage, look a bit better to potentially come first or second place, maybe. I know. I remember you saying like a while ago uh, when we were speaking, when I'm the run-up to the competition, that like how prevalent like steroids are, like say even in our own, our own gyms and like Southport. Yeah, yeah. See, no one's ever come up to me and said, oh, what do you want? Do you want anything? So like, I, I, I eat mental, but... I think I've got one of them faces in the gym. People just leave me alone. <laughs> you're like, I'm you're there to train. What are those faces called? Like, um, is it what? What's it called? It's not a bitch face. It's not a bitch it? face. What is it? Is it? Is it a bitch face? No. I don't know. It's like it's like a you're dead to me face. Like you just shot off in the world, aren't you? In Literally. your own little zone. If you, you had your hood up, obviously, to, to oh, give you God, that. Yeah, I felt like death most time there. Yeah. So you were saying then a minute ago um, about steroids and such, where you'd never approached by it. Um, yeah. But, you know, obviously, steroids are everywhere. I mean, to my knowledge, everywhere. I think when I competed, I was in a bigger, more, I guess. Circle, maybe? P potentially. I, I, I trained somewhere where it was more prevalent. What's the word? Prevalent. 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 Yeah. Um, the type of coaches, people that were in there were more, I guess, within that region of being users. And it was more kind of um, normalized to, to take gear like that, to compete yeah. in different things. And, and I said, a, a lot of the people and the stigma around there was just very negative toward me. I didn't do all those things um but you weren't approached by it so that's that's just empowering to you really yeah i mean i, I mean, think i was quite lucky because i was sort of studying i was in my final year of uni at the time so it literally like go in go to the gym go to lectures do my assignments do my dissertation go home mm -hmm. and that was pretty much it and then work at weekends so like i never really had that i sort of like i was in that sort of environment like i've got a few friends that like some of my mates are like run half marathons i've got some that are into the gym but not so much competing, not well, okay. like PT and coaching. Yeah. So like, I think maybe it's just because of where like my friend, sort of like my friend group who I hang around with is very different to say like maybe more mainstream fitness. I understand. Oh, cool. Um, so what was your, so did your trip, so, so obviously we're talking about your, your comp here, your, your, your prep, did, it, did your training, training change at all throughout the whole of the prep? 
Um, or is it to, 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 to stay pretty yeah. linear? I mean, I went full body towards the end. Okay. I'd say probably the last five or six weeks, uh, purely because like I wanted to hit each muscle group about three times a Two week times at least. A week. Yeah, yeah. Because I know like the recovery times like for, was it forty eight to seventy two hours, mm-hmm. like muscle yeah. protein synthesis and whatnot. So I was trying to do that as best as I could, but like I was doing like low volume workouts. So say a typical workout's about 20 working sets. These were getting down to about like 15, 16. Okay. Just so I could sort of manage my volume. But say on days where I wouldn't be training, I'd still be doing an hour on the treadmill, like on an incline on top of like 15K steps a day. Yeah. Are we typically five or six meals a day? Were you eating every like four hours? Um, Yeah, I was... I'd say, yeah, I was like lunchtime, morning, breakfast, and then like a few snacks in between. But usually that's like protein yogurts, protein yeah. shakes, yeah, yeah. cottage cheese on bagel. Well, actually, no, I didn't even have bagels at the time, but like cottage cheese and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just low calorie dense foods, to be honest. And then, so then the, the, the last, let's say, two to three weeks, did it change at all? Last um, few weeks? or I'd say on the week, I'd say probably from about eight days out, my training went more like... I was doing higher repetitions, but um, like similar sort of volume, like say 14, 15 sets, but I was doing like 60% of my working weight. Well, okay. I think like my last heavy sort of, I don't know, like I was doing like RDLs quite heavy up until probably about three or four days out. Okay, all right, RDL. Yeah. And then did you, that last week, did you like kind of like circuit-based workouts to, next to, to try and deplete um, as much as you could? I did, I did a lot of like drop sets. Yeah. Like say I'd be doing like a vertical pull the next like I might do like a vertical press, for oh, example. Yeah. But um, I tried the best I could, but I think because I just finished uni and it was something to focus on and I was still in that sort of like academic mindset, like mm. research-based. I watched a lot of videos and did quite a lot of research into like how to train for competitions and stuff. But I think I just absorbed too much information of which right. very little I retain now. My head was just banging and I was like, I just need to get this competition done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it like, done I don't know. It's just, yeah, higher, I'd say higher repetitions, mm-hmm. but probably like some more volume. Yeah, okay. And then how was your show day? What, what was that like? Um, well, Honestly, um, <laughs> honest as you want, mate. There's right, no so we went. Here. We went down. It was all right, and then obviously they do like the pre-tan and stuff. Like that was fine. You know, you speak to people, get to know them. Yeah. But then I don't know. It's my naivety, or just probably my sort of personality. Is you know, I'm just quite chilled, laid back. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yes, yeah, so what calories have you been cutting from? What's your starting weight? People are like, I can't talk about that. Like it's some sort of secret, and I'm thinking, well what works for you and what works for me are completely different. Yeah, 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 that's right. Like, how much caffeine are you having? Like, roughly, like, I don't know, like 300 milligrams a day. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. An example, people are like, oh, no, I can't say. And I'm like, why? And they're like, well, I'm just doing what my coach says. Yeah. yeah and just, then the penny dropped. Yeah. I was like, oh, a coach. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like it's the first yeah. timers. And they were like, yeah. But then they started saying like, oh, what's, so then someone come back going like, what supplements are you on? And I was like, creatine. And they were like, is that it? And I was like, yeah. Caffeine of that counts. But then there was all that, like, was it ashwagandha? Root. Ashwagandha, yeah. Like, yeah. there was, I can't even remember the products, but they were, they were noting stuff, which I looked online. There was these two twins that were competing at the same time as me. Right. Bear in mind, they're six foot five. They were 97 kilos. And I was about 80 kilos at the time. I'm like six two. 
so I was like one of the smallest in the category, but yeah, um, yeah. Turns out, like, do you know, like the water list, like the drug list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Some of the stuff they were taking was on the watch list, right, and I was okay. like, this is an actual competition, which no one got drug tested. It does. It was. It was a tested competition. It was supposed was it to be, but right. they said they, uh, that unless they test the winners, I don't know, because they said they tested every athlete. I didn't get tested. Oh really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, and people are like grafting for years. Like, just I think just like speaking to some of the people that were competing. Like, um, bearing in mind it's a third time, is so yeah, it's yeah. just like a like low entry show. Like people are grafted for years and years, training, putting into it. Like they've had coaches, spent thousands of pounds on it. And I'm there like, yeah, I've got no coach. Like I was saying like, so what's your home life like? You're working, they're like, oh, I'm in a shitty nine to five job, working all these hours and I'm spending hours a day in the gym. And I'm there like, I'm in the gym about an hour, like five days a week or something. What's your off season yeah. like? And I was like, the another one. And then I think at that point, I, but I wasn't really bothered. I was like, no, 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 I was no, like, no. I'm vlogging it. It'll be yeah, entertaining. Yeah. Something to talk about and look back in a few years. But it, is. it was all right. But I think I remember speaking to you about it at the time. The organization of the show day. It was horrendous. Yeah. yeah. It's like, get here at 9 a.m. So we get there. You're waiting to get tanned. I thought they'd come out and call you out by category to get tanned. Right. Apparently, you just walked in, so I wasted about an hour waiting around. <laughs> right. People were like, obviously, I had like rice cakes and like jam and stuff on them and right. some sweets, even though I don't really like sweets. But right. um, yeah, like people are eating stuff and like people are like, oh, I'm getting a coffee. I need my caffeine hit. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a brew. So some fella that was with us, he was ordering black coffee. I said, do you even like black coffee? He said, no. So me, stupidly enough, you know, not really thinking about like front loading, you know, back loading, stuff like that. Because I just sort of upped my calories in the last week. Um, I, I was like, I'm just drinking lattes. They were like, why? I was like, well, I like lattes. Yeah. So I think on show day, I sort of just thought, oh, I can't be bothered. I mean, I still went out there and tried my best. Yeah, yeah. And enjoyed it for what it was. But I think just the structure of it, I was just like, it's so disorganized. Is, you got yeah. people like... You know, like you go to a football game, there's a bit like, say I'm playing 11 side against people, there's like friendly rivalry, you know, shake hands, everyone's sound at the end. Mm -hmm. Whereas with bodybuilding, it was a bit, I don't even know if you can say that, like feminine. Right. Like it was very like, everyone was, it was quite, I don't know, I don't know the words, like a bitchy environment, but I'm not really used to do, used to that. Yeah, so, so it's kind of, it's, it's, it's um, what, what's the word we're looking for here? It's, um, Piper. Not not bitchy, but like also being back in the schoolyard, isn't it? Where you got yeah. clicks, you're like a clicky environment. Yeah, where you got yeah. clicks of people that are very engrossed within each other, and yeah, so, yeah, I can relate to that a lot from my, from my show as well. Yeah, so that sort of aspect, sort of like, I was a bit like, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I was like, I've put all this effort in and this graft, and I was yeah, like, you, you know, what, let's go and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know, I was a bit ill-informed because I tried to get my diet, my sleep when I could, my training on point. I didn't really think about, you know, all the things like my posing was terrible. Like I was doing it in the mirror just for about a yeah. minute here and there, yeah, yeah. a few weeks out. But like, and then they said the music's on and then I was like, I sound just dance to it. You know, I look like I'm having a good time. But supposedly you're supposed to look at the judges, aren't you? Yeah. This is how ill-informed I am. My mates were in the row, in a few rows from the front. Right. I was just looking at my mates the whole time. Really? So my eyes weren't even on the judges, but I wasn't doing it to try and win. I was no, doing it no. to just like, yeah. see what the process is like. 
But I think for a regional competition, you know, like low entry, there was some phenomenal like physiques there. Yeah, like there it was insane. Like you could give me another ten years in the gym and I still wouldn't look good, no. that good. Because a lot of them are doing other exterior things to, yeah, to, yeah. to do that. And I think that this it's bad when that's in a, in a so-called tested show. I, mean, I went to UK, UK, UKUP, which is quite a new federation, yeah, which wasn't tested at all. Oh, so, wow. so I was on stage with people three times the size as me. But my condition, one thing that was good with me, my conditioning was, I was dry to the bone, like my conditioning yeah. was fucking next level. I remember when, when I, we did the pre-pumps, we, we had, like your day, our day was like disorganized as fuck. Our show was pushed back like two hours really? uh, before I was going on stage. So that, that was that. Like and and when you tried to eat like your meals on X amount of time in preference for the day and, and yeah. in certain amount of times you get your pre-pump on and it's all planned out. It always goes to shit show day. It, it never goes to plan. Um, and yeah, and we did our pre-pump, but then literally I think we started going flat again because we were waiting that long to go on. So I'll never forget, we're always queued up next to the stage and we were just stood there. So I thought, fuck this. So I got on the floor, started doing push-ups. Yeah, and then literally well. every guy copied me. Every guy got on the floor, so I was doing pull-ups. So we started doing a little competition, like counters we were so doing them for, for a laugh. Then I get a pump, I do trying to maintain a pump. We just spend the past 10, 15 minutes doing because we were yeah. being pushed back to go on stage again. Um, yeah, it's very disorganized. Yeah. I remember, like, I think my brother Ben, he got some really good resistance bands during lockdown. Yeah, I've seen so them. I robbed yeah, a few yeah. of his bands and took them with me. They got robbed. Didn't Literally, they? I come back and all my resistance bands are gone. I was like, oh, God. Bloody hell. So I'd send my brother, like, 40 quid. Christ. Oh, the fight. <laughs> disregard, like, even... I think the thing about most sports, like, if you do... Like, you can earn some money from it. You know, you, you do football, yeah. you're good at it, you can earn money. But the thing with like bodybuilding, they seem to take all the money from you. You've got to pay to register, you've got to pay to enter. Obviously, you're going to pay for your coach, your food, and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, like. It's, it's a very expensive, self absorbed sport because it is all about you. Oh, it is mental. Uh, I was in a relationship at the time and I was doing mine. And that was hard. Yeah, it was just, that person was already doing it with me. Yeah. Um, and she pulled out for own personal reasons. Um, but then after that, because it was just me, I was, I was, I'd had to be so selfish on meals and my, my cooking times, my training times, my cardio times. I was still working. All that, it's, it's, it's hard work. And as you said, the money, yeah. like paying for your time, your hotel to stay, getting down there, um, then all your meal prep, your coaching, like you spend thousands. Like, and then your reward is potentially a trophy and a couple of hundred quid. Yeah, and, then, and, then, and then to get in the big leagues to where you may actually make money from it, is, on your sponsorships, you need to be big on social platforms social media you need to be in the bigger shows where you're taking i know the right people and stuff yeah in the right circles and taking also i suppose that comes from like networking but you could say like me just being someone who goes to the gym like sports i wouldn't say like i know more people like say like i know you for example that Mm -hmm. are sort of like pts and in that sort of space compared to say like three four five years ago but i think you can network but you could come across like I don't really come across, you know, like I said, I don't come across any like steroid users or like yeah, trying yeah. to push it onto me. Yeah. Suppose with yourself being in the fitness industry, doing that as a career, that's going to be more prevalent. Like mm. people trying to push that onto you. Yeah. Especially when a big message for you, no pun intended with the podcast name or with your name, fit on. Like it's just fit, being fit, healthy. Fit Whereas yeah, yeah. if you were taking gear, it's like, it's, you're not going to live long, man. No, no, you, you're taking away from your years if you decide to take steroids and gear, aren't you? You're Definitely. taking years off yourself. So, um, yeah, it just has no sense in that. Well, what I would like to see change within the industry is that there's more prevalence to become on natural 
left as a natural train. I think, I think it's wrong that all the money and all the sponsorships are all in the people that are willing to take all this gear and stuff yeah. like that. I think there should be just as much prevalence and success for people that are natural doing, doing it. Because you look at the shows, you look at all the natural shows compared to the shows that have all the people that are taking all the, the gear under the sun yeah. and the sponsorships and that. They're two different contrasts. They're two different shows. It's mental. It's, I, it's not, I don't think it's right. There's a lot of people on like TRT and stuff that are like, I think there was a YouTuber called Marion. He was a few years. He's only about two years older than me. Yeah. He is, was, that, is he the guy that's in Europe? Uh, he, I think I think he's Dutch. Yeah. Um, yeah he was I like I followed a lot of his stuff from when I was younger, but yeah. he started getting on TRT like when he was about my age, like 25, 26. Um, and then he's come off now, I think. But yeah. he said his like his life was just in the ground afterwards. But, I, th I think. At the moment, TRT seems to like be a bit of a scapegoat for people. I think people are getting these paid um, private doctors that yeah. are subscribed, that are being paid, that are subscribing these people to TRT, um, and uh, what do you call it? Mine's went blank. Um, and they're not getting minimum dosages; they're getting up and above yeah. dosages. And, and but they can just say, "Come out and say, oh, I'm on TRT." Yeah. But their dosing is going to be higher than the normal amount. So technically, they're on steroids because they're still attaining a bigger physique than the majority could yeah. do. Now, don't get me wrong; if you like, I think you. This is another conversation. But if you're pushing, as ten thirty six or last day, but if you're getting more towards later end of thirties, forties, that's when your test levels start to diminish. And it's not even that much to go down by, it's not, though, to be it's honest. Not. I think it depends on lifestyle, doesn't it? I think yeah. if you eat well, you have a high-protein diet and you weight train, then you're going to be in a good in a good, in a a good area. If you don't, obviously, your risk of your, t your test levels dropping more significantly is a higher chance, isn't it? So yeah. I think for a lot of people, there is a, a benefit to jumping on TRT in the early 40s to, and above because it can, for the life, it can, can give a lot of value. Yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, there's still a lot of good, like, natural lifters, like... Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're you onto that, uh, Jesse Jane West. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like Will yeah, Tennyson, yeah. people like that. I mean, they've yeah. got like brilliant physiques. They have, like, yeah. I think like fantastic. Jesse competed like a week or two ago and he I looked phenomenal. That. Yeah, he Probably did, should yeah. have won his show like. But um, I think for me, I drew inspiration. Have you heard of Joe Delaney? It rings a bell. He's like, he's like an online PT. He's quite right. big now. It never used to be years ago, but he used to travel and party a lot. Has he got a shaved head? Like, did he have a mohawk for a period of time? No, he had long no. hair for a bit, and then now he's got like short, and there was like Rob Lipset, oh, people yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, I just used to like their balance of like, you know, like you can go out and drink sometimes in moderation, you yeah. go on holiday travel, and sort of combine that with fitness. Like, everything's like balance, you know, just like in moderation. Is it, I think it's yeah. important. Yeah, I think you're right. It's a balancing. It's a balancing component in it they can still have your fitness or even even though they're fitness professionals but as you said they still go and party and like yeah um what's it called i beat them that's it they still yeah. go to i beat the last holidays yeah yeah um they have, they have the good times and the, as i said it is balanced that's what life should be do you know in regard to your show yeah like were you would you say you were still like not say like like for me personally i was quite desensitized from fitness the idea of watching fitness videos you know like training on a schedule like i sort of fucked it off for about four months how were you like was your training still on point after show uh, yeah um it was yeah I, I was pretty much straight back into the gym again i ate a lot i, I rebounded i put a lot of weight on but i think i put about, about two stone after my show if i'm oh, honest wow. um best i've ever looked i looked amazing but then also i was like i just couldn't stop eating and i like, mean right now i could have been bigger 
and my appetite's ridiculous all the time. I can eat and eat and eat and eat. The past with my ex, I did like 10,000 calorie um, eating videos. Now you've done them. But yeah. th those days are easy to me because I don't typically get full. So I can yeah, eat, and okay, eat and eat yeah. and eat and eat and eat. Um, so it's very easy for me to be put weight back on. So after that, I put a lot of weight on, but then my train just pretty much stayed the same, if I'm honest. Because then after that, I was like, I loved it. So I wanted to do it again. Yeah. So, um, but then obviously after that, Situation chain, COVID cap. I know there's so much shit has happened since then. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's just so, fucks a lot of things up. Yeah, and I've said, I, I was kind of putting out there this last, this last year, I've done it again, but a lot of personal complications happened for me that's the reason why I couldn't do that. And it's what it is. I never say that there's always sure I'd love to do it again in the future. Um, but if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm not going to yeah. sleep over it. Well, it's the best way to be. I yeah. mean, maybe I'll do it one day, but yeah. I think just for a while, probably not. So you've taken the back seat from that. You've had a bit of time off since. Well, yeah, because and obviously in January I went traveling till May. So from like July last year when I finished competing through to like when I got back in early May, I hadn't really been in the gym that much, not consistently. I mean, I've still been exercising, like hiking, you know, playing football. Yeah. Doing a lot of steps, but like apart from like two months ago, I hadn't properly been in a gym. I haven't been that much of my lifestyle for like 10 months. It's just quite a long time when you think about it. And the thing to think that was because it was so extreme. Yeah, you, I think you so. A bit of like a bit, a bit of air just to kind of let yourself chill a bit and not be so engrossed in that. I think so. Well, I think it just desensitized me from it for a bit. But that the gym was like, it's been such a core part of my life for so long. Yeah. And it's probably going into like the teaching profession because like I want to be healthy and active. I'm not so bothered about how big I am or anything anymore. No, 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 no. Which maybe I was concerned with when I was younger, but... It's just about health and longevity. Yeah. So at the end of the day, they're the things that matter to me. I like it. So, so the first question next is, would you do it again? Possibly. 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 I, I feel like six months ago, that would have been a no. Yeah. Well, probably, but it's, it's weird because like, sort of like the trajectory of my life, like I know I want to get my teaching qualification. I want to move abroad for a few years. Like, I don't want any girlfriend or anything like that for a good few years, focus on my career and stuff. Yeah. But maybe when I get into, like, mid-late 30s, maybe I'd look at doing it again. I don't know. Okay. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. You never rule anything out. But, but as you said, you can't completely shut the door on it. No, I'm true. So um, what for you was the most challenging aspect of the whole experience? Would you say it was more physical or more mental? Oh, mental, 100%. Yeah. Physical, I'm all right dealing with, but because I'm quite a happy, outgoing person, like, positive outlook on stuff. I don't really get down. Like, obviously, people have shit days and whatnot, but I think, like, I go to Birdale Village with my mates on a Saturday night, say the odd time, I'd be drinking Coke Zero, just sat there, like, not wanting to be there. Like, I'm physically there, but mentally just rather be in bed asleep. Right. But I think I just became a bit OCD with it and a bit down. I was like, man, what am I doing this for? A lot of the time, but then I was like, the grit, the determination, proving to myself, you know what, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the hardest part. Okay, yeah, but but you did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did it. You did it on your own, which I think is the um is, is a big, big thing that you, you didn't have a coach. You had so many things against you, and you just ran at it 100 mile an hour. You got down there, you got on stage, you smashed the show. You, you know, you did it, mate. So I did okay. I mean, yeah. I think I came joint last. I think you said like ninth out of 14 or 15 or something, but it was like joint last. Yeah. But yeah. sorry, I didn't die in the process. No, no, no. But but you, you proved yourself you could do it, which is yeah for me the, i think the biggest thing and you did it on your own i, I, I don't think i could i don't know i'm a tart i think maybe now after experiencing it and doing it and yeah. now having more knowledge on, on it i could now i think i could quite easily do it myself now but i think back then 
I, there's no way I could have done that. I think no like, I think like I just didn't have much going on in my life. Like I moved back to Southport in like the April, the May, mm-hmm. and I was like, right, I was doing like crappy part-time jobs in Southport. I did a bit of te- supply teaching, but I was like, I was like, say when I was teaching in the school, I was like walking around, you know, teaching PA and stuff. I was doing a lot of physical activity, so my head was just like, I'm getting, I'm burning calories, I'm getting steps in. Mm-hmm. I was like, right, salad for lunch, fruit salad, bit of chip, pack of the chicken or something. I was like, it was very structured. Yeah. But I think like as I get older and I get more busier, I'm sure like, you know, you think when you're older and you've got kids and stuff, girlfriend, I think it would be a lot harder because I've got more distractions there. Yeah. Whereas it was a pretty boring time in my life, I'd probably say last year. So, um, we'll hop into now, um, a bit off topic, a bit more chill. We've been very in-depth in bodybuilding conversation there. Um, food. Yeah. Are you a foodie? Yes. 100%. Everyone says yes to this question. I don't know even why I would bother, but yeah. So if you were chopped to desert Island and you could have one meal that you'd have, whatever the hell, the hell it was, what, what the hell that it, it could be anything he wants it to be. What would that one meal bill be? You've not, for, for a year, you've been eating like coconuts, like raw salmon and leaves and a year later you had one meal for what the hell it could be whatever you want what would that one meal be uh chicken fajita pizza create your own from asda really renowned as a j1 right yeah literally like me and my friend me and friend christian used to like we'd always go asda after the gym like maybe say once a week yeah um it'd come to mind we'd you know just bum around talk watch curry whatever and then um we put a pizza in the oven and it's just like the nicest thing. Yes, very calorie dense, but as you know, there's ways around it. Mm. You can get like, instead of deep pan, you could get a stone baked one, which is like a few hundred calories less. Yeah, yeah. But it's well worth it. Right. That, that, that's it, that's number one of, of everything. Like, of, even like potential takeouts, not even like Domino's or Pizza Hut or. Ah, literally, as there. Really? What about yourself, Alan? What would you pick? Oh, God. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Um, Oh shit! You put me on the mark now. Um, well, is, is, is this is this? We'll is, add this in. If if you weren't a celiac, if I wasn't, I was going to say if yes, I wasn't celiac. I was about to ask that question. So, if I wasn't celiac, it'd have to be a barbecue chicken, um, barbecue chicken and bacon pizza from either Domino's or Pizza Hut. Oh really? Because because the, the dough that you get when you when you're not celiac is like next level. That, that, even when I lost like semi-sterling in my weight over that area, my one cheat meal a week, no matter what, was a Domino's large pizza without fail all the time. That and my mum's roast dinner. They Something were, to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was my go-to. Now being celiac, um, probably have to be takeaway thai, like a nice pad thai or like Ooh, a green thai curry. Thais. Um, so or, expensive in England though. Yeah, they're, they're extortionate, aren't they? 15 quid. About yeah. £1.50 if you go to Thailand. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, or it'll probably make me own. Or, like, at the minute I found, like, I thought the Domino's gluten-free pizza were good, but they're not. They're, they're god-awful. Um, but Papa John's does a butternut squash-based pizza. Oh, yeah. And it's it's the closest thing I'll get to, like, a normal pizza, and it is fit. It is fantastic, yes. Might try it at some point. Yeah, yeah. It's up there. But it's extortion. Like, Papa John's, like, it's like 20 quid for pizza. I know. I'm, I'm a bit, a- like... <laughs> if you're buying for yourself as well yeah. I mean I normally get our Ben to go halves so I go what takeaway are we getting and mm. then I always nudge it to what I want to get yeah, yeah. so we can go halves so it's not and as then, bad but it's and still do- a lot Domino's you get two for Tuesday as well so Domino's like a no brainer yeah, but it's two for Tuesday it's two for whatever any day it's always buy collect. one get one through that's true that's no you can get it dropped off it's still buy one get one through it. that's it yeah you know when you go on the 
the app or something or the website it comes up with all the deals you just right. click like two for one or it'd be like spend 30 quid get or it'd be like spend 40 quid get 40 percent off mm-hmm. so what you're paying like 26 quid it's not awful that's not terrible that's not bad right, to be, uh, there's two more things to answer your question well before she like this a kfc boneless bucket that that is because that's one thing i definitely can't have ever again yeah um and a cinnamon bun they're, they're, they're all like top tier i thought it was one thing Alan, not I, I know but I'm, I'm a foodie <laughs> so for me like five things is one thing um but yeah anyway we well, asked yeah um so yeah so so there's another question so you spoke a minute ago about your pizza, but then also you kind of guarded and you, you said that you can get the less calorie one and get like a stone base. Are you still mindful about like yeah. how you eat now, like calorie wise and things? Yeah, I think currently, I mean, when I got back two months ago, I was 207 pounds, uh, thinking stone that's 94-ish, around 94, I think, just under 15 stone. I mean. yeah, yeah, just under 94 kilo. Yeah. Um, so I'd lost 10 pounds because I was 217 when I went away in January. Right. Um, now I'm about 200. But I was like, right, I want to lose a bit of fat because obviously I'm getting back into training. Muscle memory mm-hmm. is a godsend. If you've been training that long, yeah. like you can look like shit, train for a few weeks, months. It's nice to see them gains coming back. But yeah. I was trying to stay in a caloric deficit as well. So I was trying to lose fat and put on muscle at the same time, which is hard to do, but... Yeah, so I'd say I am mindful. As long as I eat my 200 gram of protein a day, I think I'm trying to eat just like around 3,000 calories, which is slightly below my maintenance, okay. what I estimate it to be. Right. But carbs, fats, not really that fussed. Okay. You take it or leave it? You yeah, pretty bothered. much. Yeah, okay. Like, depends how I am on the day. If I can fit it into my calories, brilliant. As yeah, long yeah. as I'm eating enough fruit and veg, etc. cetera, right. micronutrients, very important. Ah, I like it. Cool. Um, so, so now we can hop into. You've been travelling, haven't you? Yes, I have. <laughs> you went, you had a bit of, too long. A bit of off time. Where, where did your tra- travel adventure take you? Oh, I've been on off time for years. Um, so initially, I was going to go Southeast Asia. I mean, I did go there, but I stopped off at Mumbai and in India first. And if you've ever heard about India, beautiful country, but like the distribution of wealth is like insane. So you've got the very rich people living in the city and then you've got the very poor. So like when initially to try and save money, I tried walking from the airport to my accommodation. So I had two big backpacks on walking around the slums of India. and I was scared shitless. Literally like, I don't know, like you think like you've never seen a stray dog before and then you see a pack of dogs barking at you. You've got random people just looking at you because like what you got to think about india they don't really leave india because no. you know they haven't got enough money so seeing like a white man walking around with two bags probably thinking like what's going on here yeah so from there i went to thailand for six weeks that was brilliant like i love the culture in thailand people are some of the nicest people you could ever meet right it makes you think about the western society like how many problems you've got people kicking off about you know insignificant things whereas over there everything's just peaceful and chilled then i went to malaysia uh strict muslim country so like it was very different to say like thailand which is just above it went to indonesia for a month bali went on a boat trip as well saw like whale sharks komodo dragons swam with manta rays like oh there was some insane things and then i went to vietnam with my sister i met my sister in vietnam for a week and went back to england she went australia 
So oh, cool. just all over, really. Yeah. Spent a lot of money, like. Worth it, though? Yeah, I'd say. I'd go again, but I don't really have, like, six grand or four months that I can just go like that with. <laughs> just sat there chilling, like. So, so, yeah. what, what, was, so what was the, the pinnacle part of it for you? Or what was, like, the, the best part? The best part. Oh. The best part and also the, the place you'd go back to first out of everywhere you went. Best part, I'd probably say Indonesia. When I went swimming with manta rays and whale sharks, they were at two separate points, so like a week apart, but I think just being in the water, because I I learned to scuba dive over there as well, and then I went snorkeling. Right. Obviously, like, scuba diving, have you ever done it before? I haven't done scuba diving. So you've got to focus on your buoyancy and, like, but I think for me, I had my GoPro, I wasn't really focusing on that. I was like, I just (laughs) got a video of this. the angles. (laughs) For the YouTube channel, obviously. Well. Just myself, really, but, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm that. Um, but, like, when I went snorkeling, like, you know, take a deep breath, go under, just see, like, all the aquatic life. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like a different world down there, just being so close to nature. Yeah. And if I was to go somewhere again, oh, it's hard. It's really hard. Um, I think Krabi, South uh, Thailand was really nice. Just off from the PP Islands on mainland Thailand, right. like lovely place. Well, okay, that's one. That's on my, my list. I want to go to Thailand. That's that's, that's good for me. The yeah. fees is a month now. It was six weeks when I went. Oh, I was right. like forty five days, so I got a good six weeks there. Oh, cool! Beautiful culture. So, um, what was the biggest take home from you traveling for you? There's, there's a big one. <laughs> it is the biggest take home. Like, yeah, it's great because you've seen different cultures the way different people live been, and i've been on this like i've never really followed any religion or anything but like buddhism some some of the aspects of it resonates with me how just you know like peaceful you know you think like you just go to like a quiet spot could be a beach could be like on top of a mountain hmm. and then just sat there looking up at the scenery and thinking this is amazing like this is like blissful zen I think for me, like just going somewhere, being quiet, the other side of the world, away from all the stresses of back home everyday life. I'm quite lucky because my life's not very stressful anyway because one of my priorities is my happiness and trying to live as stress-free as I can lifestyle. So I think like just taking in what amazing opportunities I've had. Because you go back 50 years, 100 years, people from our side of the world maybe would not be able to do that. No, that's true. Yeah. I'd probably say that. Yeah, I like that. It probably comes a little bit into my next question, actually. That was very well. Almost like we, we rehearsed that. Uh, um, so, yeah, we have. <laughs> um, so mental health. Yeah. Because uh, you've just spoken about switching off happiness. Yeah. Points, in fact, where you can work on your happiness and take in and switch off from life. Have you ever suffered much from mental health related issues um, something that I've, that I've brought into this cast a lot and I ask all yeah. guests now because I think it's from a relatability like, context I think it's important that we talk about these things I'd say um, um, I'd say when I initially dropped out of uni like I don't mind saying on camera but one of my best mates died when I was 20 so it was getting on six years ago now um, and I sort of like dropped out I had money issues because I still had rent to pay wasn't working sort of felt Sorry for myself in a way, but a lot of my family were just like, you know, you need to get up, get a job, blah, blah, blah. I'm sort of glad they gave me a kick up the arse because like, I was very feeling sorry for myself. Like, I think that sort of resilience from going from just doing nothing, thinking I had no purpose in life, 
and I was like, right, I want to try and work to something, which has ended up being my teaching. But I'd say when my mate died, that's probably the only time mentally I've had to overcome adversity to try and build myself up because I literally was in the ground for like a good year. But obviously, you've got to slowly build yourself up, you have, yeah, yeah. surround yourself with the right people. But I'd say apart from that, I've never really had many like mental health issues or difficulties. But I think that's probably due to my upbringing, my dad just being a awkward bastard. But <laughs> he's he's <Really>? like mentally <laughs> sound. Like yeah. he's just typical sixty year old bloke who set in his ways. But yeah, yeah. I think it helped me develop resilience. Probably that incident. Right. Okay. Oh, cool. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. I didn't, okay. didn't, didn't expect you to, to share that at all. Um, I don't mind. If yeah. you'd asked me five years ago, I probably wouldn't be able to talk no, about no, no, it. No, 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 no. Yeah, but it's just, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so let's hop into hobbies. What else are you interested in? What else like, makes you tick, mate? Oh, what, um, what other loves do you have? Well, I love to, like, I know we're on the topic of uh, Marvel films. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm having a hiatus from that at the moment, but it's gone a bit down flat in the ground. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like walking. I like going on hiking with my mates. I like going away, going to festivals, raves with my mates. Um, that's just enjoying myself, isn't it? Um, I like doing a lot of that. I'm very like the whole idea of like PA physical education, you know, like how can we educate? younger people to be more healthy physically active like that is like one of the backbones of like me as a person like any sort of obviously i drink sometimes but you know i manage it like drugs smoking i can't stand like whether it's recreational drugs or like pds like i just i can't stand any of that so like for me like i just like being physically active like i'm not bothered to play football go cricket hiking snorkeling just anything like where i'm active really yeah yeah that's what makes you tick that's what makes you oh, buzz. definitely oh love it quality what about yourself oh <laughs> asking me that's what well, this is your podcast uh, i know get to know you <laughs> i know but I, I talk a lot the purpose of getting guests on so i don't have to talk <laughs> i'm yeah, joking it's good to have two yeah. ways isn't it yeah so me um like this I'm, I'm very lucky that, that what i do is in a profession as i.e pt and online coaching as in this podcast and all i do is my passion and love for life yeah. so i think um this, this is my hobby and my love i think it's i think i, I love about this is giving life people like, like people's life experiences and what other people can learn from and you know can open their eyes to different things and that's what i like that's a big part of it i like to drink I have the odd drink here and there. I like to eat. Nothing wrong with that, kids. No, 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 no. I have, I'm a massive Marvel fan, although I do agree it's a bit of a, bit of a slum at the moment. Did you see the, the last Flash movie? Uh, see, I'm a, I'm a big Arrowverse, CW. I don't know if you know about that. No. Like, there's been a Flash series for like nine years. Ah, yeah. It was called it's the start. It's gone downhill. Yeah. The Flash movie, Ezra Miller, I don't like him as a I person. No, like the controversies about him, like it's just like, what are you doing? He's like hitting women, hitting kids. Is it? Is it? Is it, is it factual though? Has it been? Backed? I don't know. You just read it. You see videos on yeah, it. You see it in the paper. I know that could be propaganda, but it's yeah. like he has been to court for some bad stuff. Right. Okay. So it's looking potentially likely. Yeah, and right. I don't think the movie was that good. Oh, I thought it, my my mind was blown. Really? Yeah. 
Literally, my I mind's mean, blown. They're I mean, doing, they're doing like multiverse and stuff now, but yeah. it's like the show. It, it does feel a little bit. It's following obviously in, in Marvel some in Marvel's footsteps to an extent. Do the yeah. multiverse and that. And, but I thought the Flash character was great. I thought, see, <coughs> seeing the old Batman. What's his name? Ah, um, oh, my mate knows this. He was like, he used to watch all the old ones, but I can't remember what he's got. It's it, Keaton, Michael Keaton. Uh, yeah, Keaton. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. Um, seeing that was just enjoyable. I think it was good to see maybe a throwback. Oh, yeah. And what's his name? Um, the guy, the the, the, I, co- the current Batman. I think they should have got Grant Gustin on it. Who was mm. the Flash in the TV show? That would have been better. I, I think I that guess. was good because he'd yeah. done it for like nine years. Yeah, that's true. Have you watched the, the Snyderverse of the um, Justice League? Uh, yeah, it, I can't get into it. Oh, I like yeah. the I like the Aquaman film, uh, yeah. the Wonder Woman film. Well, let's is all face right. it. Close your eyes, and the Aquaman Aquaman movie is a Marvel movie. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's like, right. I watched uh, Black Panther 2 uh, last year. Watched Black Panther 2 before yeah. I went away, and I was like, yeah, this just reminds me of like an Aquaman movie. I, yeah. I, I prefer my Marvel stuff, but yeah. at the moment, it's just a bit, you know, the Kang stuff, it's like Secret yeah. War. No, Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Is I watched that last night, the last one. Um, no, no, they're doing... No um, spoilers. I haven't, I haven't watched it Secret all yet. Secret Wars. What am I? Yeah, no, that's Secret Wars. You know, like they're doing the Kang's... All the Kangs are all like the attacking Kang, the MCU. Oh, that was, um, oh, that was, uh, what movie was that? Oh, have you not seen the last um, invasion, secret invasion, whatever it is? Oh, it's so bad. Is it? So no. Bad. I, like, I haven't watched one yet. Do you know when you think about like, like growing up, like I was a big Dragon Ball fan and that was yeah. all like power scaling and stuff. Like in terms of this, like the power scaling and some of the powers, the scrolls. I've got on it. It's just oh, stupid, man. Yeah. What ridiculously? What over? Overpowered. Yeah, overpowered. Overhyped. They, overpowered. Uh, overpowered. They kill Thanos, like. Really? Yeah. No pun intended. But uh, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, I like it. I like that. I enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just overpowered oh, and just I ridiculous. Be. Yeah, I need to catch up on that because obviously there's a few things coming out in there. Did you watch the, the latest Guardians? Did you see that? Yeah, I watched it. I really liked it. It was good. I think it? I'm glad they're sort of done with that cast of characters now. Yeah, me. I'm I'm a bit upset by it though. I I I know this is this is controversial, and I shouldn't say this, but someone needed to die. Yeah, it, it, it was too polished. I, I get he came back to do it, and it was great. And there's a lot to take away from it. It was fantastic on, on all boards, but yeah, for for someone had to go. It was too much. Like Peter, this is a happy Peter ending. This is like Peter Quill should have died. I think. Yeah, but, so someone had to go, or even even Raccoon. But obviously, he, he was going on to to be the, the new Guardians sort of leader. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, I, I just finished. I was like, it was good. I loved it. But I was like. The minute it finished, I was like, someone, someone had to go. It was just too polished. Yeah, but the, Marvel brought like bought a lot of property now, haven't they? Uh, mm. I think like Sony and other stuff. Like, I think, oh no, they've got some sort of thing with Spider-Man from Sony. But I think like they're bringing in Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, Deadpool. That is MCU. I just think it's like, I used to like all the old X-Men films growing up. Yeah. Even though there's so many plot holes in them, but they're enjoyable for what they were. Yeah. But the fact they're trying to like retcon all that now and like... Scarlet Witch is a mutant and stuff like that. I think it's just like Business way too much going on. Like, yeah. I, th- I think it lost its way with the storyline, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so we're now going to get into uh, what you're doing now, what you're working towards, and what the automation like, end goal is for you, what your next step is like. So teaching. Um, you said uh, 21, 22, you said that what kind of gave you the um, to become a PE teacher, but what's, where do you want to get to with it? 
Um, what, I think, what's your... I think for me, like, obviously I've done my bachelor degree, got more into like the research and like the analytical stuff and like, here's the problem we've got in the UK. This is what we're trying to do. This is what the teaching landscape is trying to do. Although it's not like going in the way, like I think more people that are coming from, you know, like going into the profession going forward, are like, look, there's a problem with the education system. Obviously kids are still obese, you know, they're only doing sports up until teenage years and then a lot of them yeah. drop off. Cause like, I mean, it's like me, I, like I play football, I played at uni. I don't play Sunday league anymore. I've dropped out of sport. Obviously, once you, like the gym, once you stop something, it's harder just getting back into it, it again. Is, yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of drop off. So like, I think for me it's like, I want to try and motivate people to be more physically active, you know, enjoy sports. Obviously not everything's <clears throat> going to resonate with you, but how can we try and live a long, healthy, active lifestyle? Because at the end of the day, we want to see our kids. If we have them, we want to see our grandkids. And generally, if you're in shape, you've like not just physically, like just looking in the mirror, but obviously that does good for your mental health, but your physical, social, and mental health, and some could argue spiritual health mm -hmm. are all important because it's sort of like that holistic approach of like combining areas, all these areas together and putting it towards what health is deemed. Like if you've got a good friend group, you're going to feel good about yourself, aren't you? You know, what your mates doing at the weekend or we're doing a hike, right? That's something to look forward towards at the end of the week. Yeah, yeah. Because we know what, as you get into adult life, what the nine to five can be like. So mundane. there's that. <laughs> mundane. Yeah. Um, you think like from the physical benefits, whether it's like walking 10,000 steps a day, running a marathon, just going to the gym once or twice a week, just being a bit active. Obviously that's going to make you feel better mentally. And if you're staying away from all the negativity of like social media, don't try and keep up, like keep up with the Joneses, whatever these <laughs> influencers are doing, yeah. or someone's getting their backside out for money on <laughs> OnlyFans. I mean, if that makes you happy, fair yeah. enough. But at the end of the day, you've got to think what makes you happy yeah. and how can you work towards it? Obviously YouTube's brilliant because you can look at people on similar journeys to yourself take bits from each person and try and implement it into your own lifestyle. Yeah. So that's a long-winded response. No, not at question. all. No, not at all. I, I, I think it's impactful and it's right. Um, so are you, are you going to be, are you more in primary level? Are you more secondary school? Um, I'm going to be doing in? secondary teaching down as 11 to 16, but it'll probably be like A-level as well and B-tech, so probably 11 to 18. Because I feel like I can teach more like, I don't know if you say life skills, but mm. like, because people argue like the education system, it's just trying to push you into jobs, mm. which it's hard to disagree with that at points, but it's like, you know, you teach like cohesion, like working together, cohesiveness, team building, building rapport with people, which are all important skills you need to get far in life, any so. realm of life. Yeah. So I think for me, if I can teach younger people some like other key skills that you might need to help life, make life get a bit easier try and get them to be more physically active, you know, have a look at themselves. You don't want to be, I don't know, you don't want to get to 50, foot, maybe even younger, 40s, overweight, health problems. I can't yeah, exactly. even walk to the fridge without getting knackered. Yeah. Or like you're getting up out of bed, you know, like playing video games all day, not sleeping well, you know, just drinking, eating, smoking. 
we don't want to do that. No, no, you just no, want to try and be as healthy and active as you can. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's it's obviously it's the future generations what you're teaching, isn't it? And I think yeah. you, you want to ingrain in these people that how important it is to be fit and active. I think, I think if I look back to when I was in school and PP was just like sport. You just went out on the pitch. You did either football, you did whatever, but you, there wasn't yeah. much coaching around about the purpose like that when i was in school as well to be honest is it yeah it didn't he didn't really resonate with me in school i just wanted to play football but um yeah i think that's has it changed now what's the i mean it has in some respects but like i have gone into schools in the past and seeing the way the pe set off and thinking it's very like there's health and safety risks here but i know there's some rules like in football you can't head the ball now to do with like cte and stuff but it's like if you're taking a fixture which is like taking a game if i'm taking like year eight girls football and yeah. the ball comes in the box and they don't know how to like brace for a header and it just smacks them in the face and that's going to do more damage rather than teaching them how to like head a ball comfortably but yeah so i think like you just need to find balance between like coaching people the correct technique Trying to get them to be healthy and physically active. Yeah, yeah. Is it it much classroom-based now? Is it still all just literally on field? Um, Generally, like, because I've only done, like, a few, like, days here and there in schools. And, like, I was a TA in a school in Crosby for a bit. But a lot of the PA from year 7 to 9 is very, like, practical-based. Whereas, like, year 10 and 11 is, like, more classroom theory-based. Okay. Which I think where what I'd find enjoyable would be, like, teaching, you know, like, health fitness like my sort of specialism yeah we were yeah. talking specialisms yeah yeah but um i think sitting on the gcse class year 10 11 people teaching right you know there's four calories in a gram of protein <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like, obviously like the basics and yeah, stuff yeah. but i think they learn that in like nutrition anyway right okay. like food tech but yeah it's just combining bits together but yeah I think, I think it's one of them. I think I think what would be nice to see is less of an emphasis on it and just for someone that chooses to go in GCSE and it being like a basis for everyone because yeah. how, how to live long and fit and healthy, in my, in my my point of view, is essential for anybody. Definitely. I think that should be more of, of, a, of a set routine of knowing how to eat, how to move, how to be fit and healthy. And that should be one of the core basics yeah. of, of schooling, in my opinion. I think in Bertal High hope no one from Bertel has <laughs> um, but well back in the day yeah. 2012 to 13 when I was in like year 10 11 I didn't do GCSEPA well I did initially but I just I just wanted to play football so like all we would do in year 10 and 11 was play sport if you didn't do GCSEPA so there was no like theory in a classroom learning about health it was just like right we'll play netball uh, not netball. we'll play basketball yeah. we'll play softball which you're not really learning much. No, like no. all my reading's been like YouTube, online reading, peer-reviewed journals and stuff on stuff over the years. But I think there's an amazing source of information out there these days anyway. There is, massively. Whereas massively. like 10, 15 years ago, yeah, uh, six back clubs, Mike <laughs> Chang and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was the same. I, I, was, I think I left school in 2003, 2004, so I'm sure my age now. Um, but but, but I, it's the opposite for me because I, I was bigger I got bullied an awful lot. So I, yeah. I shined away from PE because PE was just literally get onto a pitch football or running or hockey or tennis. All the things that I sucked at because I was bigger, I was unfit. I had low confidence, low self-esteem. So yeah. there's a whole cultural society in Birdell back then. And I used to- oh, do, I, that when I was there as yeah, well? I used to disappear there. I used to try and get notes so I could escape because I just felt that like 
anxious about PE. I just wanted yeah. to get good. I didn't feel comfortable in that setting because it was all just about based on physical, uh, what you could do physically. Prowess, and I, and yeah. I wasn't great physically. I, I see, I hate um, that. That like people, young people are put in a position where they don't want to do PE because they feel like stigmatized because of the way they look mm. and stuff. Like, obviously I'm only just going into that profession yeah, yeah, now, yeah. but like, I hope like my, I don't know, like mission, not mission statement, but like my, what I want to do is like try and maybe break down those barriers yeah, and walls yeah. and think, you know what, just because you're not the fastest in the class, just because you're not the most athletic, you're not the best, uh, I don't know, you're not the strongest, it doesn't matter. Mm. Like, think where are you now? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite think right. where you are in a few weeks, then you can look back. Um, no, it's not. I think... I can't remember. It's not formative assessment. I think it's ipsative assessment. If I'm right. wrong, I don't know. This it's like different types of assessing kids, where a lot of the t like some of the more modern techniques, they compare themselves against each other in the class or the grade boundaries. You compare yourself to where you were at the start of the year. You know, like That's your great. whatever your target is. Yeah, shouldn't be the same as gym's target. Yeah, quite right. Yeah, yeah. But it's the same fitness yeah. though, isn't it? It like, is exactly. It who is. Care, who cares what I'm lifting on the bench press? Me, no one else should be bothered. I mean, I do get some of my mates making comments like, is that all you're lifting? Is that it? But <laughs> it just, it's, it's just banter. Yeah, but yeah. like, honestly, you're in competition with yourself. I mean, right, you don't right. have to be in competition with yourself, but as long as you're progressively overloading in exactly. some way, shape or form yeah, yeah. in life, it doesn't have to be, just be the gym. It can be like going out, you know, trying something new, being active, making more friends and stuff. It's all good. Quite right. I mean, I'd like to think, I mean, that, that was 20 years ago. Yeah, that would have been 20 years ago. And on. 2003. To, to, yeah, so I'd like to think things have changed a lot since then in scores now, if I'm honest. I'd like to hope so. Um, but yeah, but that, that was my way of getting myself out of that situation. That's why I did what I did. But everything you said there is Bob on. I think, I think, I think you're absolutely right there. Um, so what is next for you? So you're about to get, obviously, we could get into teaching. Yeah. Um, what is the next, what's your future goals? Where, where do you want to go? Um, I think because I get, I do like, I get 60 credits towards my master's for doing this. Where being a teacher, you don't necessarily need a master's, but yeah. I want to do my master's, but I want it, even though it can be classed as controversial, but I'm not a political person. I would want to go over to like Dubai and maybe work in an international, like teaching British curriculum in an international school for a bit okay. just to save up money. But I think the end goal is to be like, Head of, the top, head of department and then maybe upper management in a school, you know, like curriculums, like structure in the curriculum and stuff. Oh, cool. I don't know. I think I'm just too fresh going into my career to really yeah, decide. Yeah, yeah, to, to decide, yeah. Just yeah. to be happy. But it's good to have some aspirations. Get people to, to be active. Oh, no, it's good. Definitely. Okay, so it's it. I know you've just said that, but here's another um, thing that I want to ask you. So there's, I know you, so you've not been in, in the job really properly yeah but is it can you tell me so if if the, the governments gave you one thing that you could change right now in the schooling system in regards to physical education what would it be funding yeah yeah there's like there's not a lot of funding like obviously it depends on the school and the size but if, if the school's only got like a small sports hall and you're teaching or say you can't employ enough PE teachers and there's like one teacher's got like 40 kids or something. Yeah. Like in such a limited space, like you can't expect to be working miracles with yeah, like massive class sizes. 
think there's more funding, better facilities, you know, more staffing, maybe support staff like TAs. It can help you give that kid that one-on-one time more, which I think is important mm-hmm. to like, like we were talking about earlier, the holistic development of the child, physically, yeah, yeah. socially, and mentally. So I think funding is an issue. Is an issue, yeah, yeah. I think that seems to be a general rule with just not schooling, but I think the whole country, I think NHS and the, the problematic we're having is we're having NHS of every, a lot, of, not all of it, but a lot of it is derivative of the obesity pandemic we're currently in. Yeah. And the more we tackle that from the ground up, being from schools and from work, the work that you're doing to get that into the use of how important it is to move more, to eat better and all that. Have like a domino effect exactly, on the rest of the into, country. into future generations and how the generation, uh, the country moves on. I, I think the government needs to be doing more of that. I mean, obviously I can vent about that all day. Um, but yeah, I know. I like it. So obviously you've got a, um, you've got a YouTube channel as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about your YouTube channel? Um, it start, I started it two years ago as like a semi-informative fitness channel, uh, just giving my like views and philosophy of training, etc. Obviously, that changes over time. It was called Jake Newnham Fitness. It's now called Life of Jake. I was going into teaching. I don't want people finding it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm most... My most viewed videos are festivals and holidays, so I'm thinking that's not going to look great. But yeah, obviously, mate, videos, what's going on in my life, and I don't know, just a bit impulsive, really. Yeah, okay, cool. I looked before as well, you you have still got your fitness Instagram as well, haven't you? That that is still up there as well. Well, I got a new phone before I got robbed in Indonesia. Um, I didn't know my password, so I was logged out of it, but I'm back on my old phone now, so I've got my login to that, but I don't really use it. No, no, no. It's for no, my no. bodybuilding more so, but yeah. maybe I'll update that at some point. But Do you plan on doing like a um, a fitnessy YouTube channel, like just core fitness because of what you're doing now? Or, um, or do you plan on just continuing with what you maybe, want? Or? Maybe at some point I'd do more, but I think like my channel's going to go more like, because it was like travel-based for a bit, and has been fitness, probably go more like, based going okay. forward but i don't know maybe at some point but it's just finding the time and along the balance and everything else yeah i don't know whether i don't know whether to do something if i feel like it's a chore like i'd only ever do it because i enjoy it like i've only ever made videos because i enjoy it yeah well, but, that's good yeah. I, I watch your videos mate i love them i think it's the quality but um so do you want do you want, do you want to share your handle uh, yeah, if you want to find out more about my life and what goes on, <laughs> no, uh, Life of Jake. Yeah, Life of Jake. Doing all right, that. I think yeah. I'm on two, 290 subscribers. 290, oh, yeah. yeah. For me to shame. That's good, mate. That's good. Uh, anything else you want to share as, while you're here as well? Social, oh, social, nah, that's pretty much everything. That's pretty much everything. Um, so thanks for having me on no no thank you for coming much appreciate it we'll finish on so do you have a, a closing statement so obviously you're you're in the, the the fitness health base yeah anything that you'd like to push as like your ending statement towards like the kids of today or anyone or anything guys if you are young and impressionable swerve what you see on tiktok <laughs> like have, sleep a lot eat a lot of protein and try and be physically active just try and be healthy and active. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Swerve drugs, swerve smoking, drink in moderation. Obviously young people don't drink, but I don't know. Let's just try and be active and make society better. Boom. There we go. Thank you, Jake.
Um, excellent podcast. As per usual, give it a comment, uh, give us a follow and a subscribe on all the, all the usual platforms, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube. Obviously, Jake McMahon here is, is on, he's giving you his handles, you can go give him a follow there if you so tickles you fancy to watch some of his content. Um, but again, thank you again once again, Jake. We'll catch you on another episode soon. And that's us done, guys. That's a wrap. See you later. See you in a bit. Take it easy.